is it over? The Roosters have won it. Minor premiers become major premiers. The Penrith Panthers took the long trip down the M4 to take on our boys, the Sydney Roosters, in a must-win for both sides. A win for the Roosters cemented a top-two spot, whilst for the Panthers, a victory to them cemented a top-eight position. With the likes of Cronk, Cordner and friends still out, the Roosters turned up and put on a display that sets them up for the semi-finals, and in particular, this week's mouth-watering match against our arch-rivals, South Sydney. You're on Roosters Radio with Silky and Bells this week. And Bells, huge show tonight. And we've got a very special guest. We do. I can't wait to chat to Angus Crichton. So great to have him on the show, taking on the Rabbits on Thursday night. And he is in form at the moment, playing Unbelievable. on fire. Unbelievable. He's playing on that left-hand side. And, you know, the team list is out. Obviously, Boyd, Cooper, both back this week. So uh, it'll be interesting to see where they play, Angus. But, look, he's in scintillating form. And, uh, of course, who can forget uh, in round one when we got touched up by the Bunnies? Cody Walker had a few choice words to say to him, so we might have to ask him about that on uh, this week's show. But what a game on Saturday night, Silk. We were out there at the Captain's Club and saw the game live at the SCG, 11,000 fans, and that first five minutes was a little bit, you know, that try, but um, we got back in, back-to-back tries from Varel's Teddy. Look, I've got to say to you, Bells, that uh, that second try was one of the best tries I've seen our boys score all, all year. Uh, you know, down the left-hand side, Victor Radley to the line, gives that short ball to Angus Crichton. Angus does a little show and go, passes it to Keary, Keary to Tedesco. It was a brilliant try. And, of course, Latrell Mitchell, well, he just loves the SCG. He's scoring tries there at will. Uh, I think he's at his 18th try of the season. He's leading the, the try scoring as well as the point scoring. And, of course, that man on the wing on the left-hand side, Toops, uh, nailed one as well. So, uh, yeah, there was a lot to like. You know, Drew Hutchison came in for, for an injured Cooper Cronk, and he's back this week. But, look, I think it's all about uh, Thursday night's match. I have to say, um, I read in, in the papers today that it was an NRL decision to play this game on a Thursday night. As a fan, I'm a bit disappointed that it is played on Thursday night. Um, I know both clubs uh, wrote a letter to the NRL to get it moved to Friday or even Sunday afternoon. Um, I just think it, it's a better spectacle. Unfortunately, uh, it hasn't been um, allotted that way. But uh, look, we're going to be recording a bonus episode of Roosters Radio this week, live from the Leeds Club, just for a bit of build-up and uh, hopefully we can get as many Roosters fans there to watch uh, the game that kicks off at 7.30. We're going to have Russell Fairfax, uh, David Trewella, and uh, one of my old favourites, Gary Warnick, an old uh, local junior, joining us there on Thursday night. Yeah, so if you can't get out to the game on Thursday night, if it's a little bit late well, after who wants work, to go to a and on a Thursday <laughs> night? Like, seriously. And sit with the Rabbitohs supporters. Yeah, exactly. Um, but, yeah, you can't get to the game, get to the club. It's going to be a great night. Now, listen, let's just go back to, to the game. Um, I mean, I probably jumped ahead there, but I'm just excited about Thursday night. 
But look, some of the performances, one in particular, there was an effort on uh, the match and we sat together to watch it. Nat Butcher's cover tackle on um, one of the Penrith backs uh, in the first at the end of the first half, just that effort. I think mm. that just epitomised where we're headed. I think we're like we did last year. We're just hitting our straps, and uh, that for me was just a super effort um, from Nat Butcher, and he's been playing some, some good football as well. And of course, the guy we're going to talk to uh, on the show, Angus Crichton, was devastating on that left hand side. That tackle was outstanding, and it it's just it's our D that got us you know, yep. where we are obviously in the competition, but we've got the best defense in the comp. So, and that's actually really quick, yeah. decisively yeah. quick. So he did an awesome job there. We bombed a couple of tries too. So Brett Morris dropped one in the first half mm. and then Nat Butcher in the second half broke the line, tried to pass it and it just got knocked out of his hand. So, I mean, I think the 22 to six score flattered um, Penrith a bit. I think we could have put more more points on them. Uh, a special mention too to Sammy Verrills. This kid has been a revelation. Uh, scored a very soft try in the first half. Uh, you know, his, his service from dummy half has been exceptional and uh, he uh, topped the tackle count, I believe, with 50 tackles. So, I mean, what a great stopgap for, uh, you know, our captain, Jake Friend. I mean, it, it was a soft try, but it just showed his vision for the game. Yes. Because even though it looked like a soft try, he had to do a bit to, to get there. And, and he looked up, he was going to pass it for all means, but he just looked up and had that had that little look, that opening, and he took it, which and he, was great. And he, had, he showed some toe as well. Yes, he did. But the big news this weekend, we've got Boyd, one of our leaders back, and also Cooper Cronk. Um, so, you know, that that's such a high for the, for the club, for them to come back in and at such a great time towards the back end of the season for Boyd to come back. He's yep. going to just inject his leadership into that side, and it's I'm so looking forward to this game. Well, look, I'll be honest. I thought uh, Coach Robinson probably was going to rest a few players, and look, it, who knows with Robbo? Like he's, you know, he's ducks and drakes. So we, we won't know probably till kickoff Thursday night. But I thought, you know, there's not a lot for us to play for. But of course, winning form is good form. So you know, it's a, it's a pretty uh, jam packed side. It's our it's our probably our best seventeen that we could get on the paddock. So uh, look, they want to win, and I I hope they put a score on, on South. And uh, you know, we go into week one of the finals in, in some form. Well, you're on Roosters Radio. We'll be back right after this. Are you ready? Yes! I said, are you ready? Well, welcome back to Roosters Radio and making his debut, former South player, but he joins names like Ron Coote and of course last year's Clive Churchill medalist Luke Keary. Joining us on the sunny side of Anzac Parade, the one and only Angus Crichton. Angus, welcome to Roosters Radio. Hey guys, thanks for having me on. Great to have you on. Welcome Angus. Now Angus, from down the Riverina area, down south, grew up on a farm there. Now I hear you were always a Roosters supporter when you were growing up, is that right? Yeah, so I grew up um, on a farm 40Ks out of a small country town called Young, um, down in southwest New South Wales, so... Um, grew up uh, on a farm with my mum, dad, and my two little sisters. We were sort of uh, out bush, which was a, a pretty cool place to grow up. And yeah, as a kid, I was always a Roosters fan. Um, I'm not sure why I picked them. I'm not sure if it was the colours or the animals or whatever. But I, as a kid, I always grew up a Roosters fan, um, going for the Chooks and 
um, me and Dad actually used to go out to a couple of games um, whenever we could. It was always a, a big sort of occasion when we'd jump in the car and drive to Sydney or drive to Canberra and catch the game and try and meet the players after. I remember, yeah, it was all, all good fun as a kid. Now, here on Roosters Radio, we love our retro Roosters. Uh, who was your favourite player back then? Um, I loved Brad Fittler. Mm. Um, he was on, he was probably my favourite player. And also Fitzy, I remember um, after one of the grand finals, um, we, we actually came up to Sydney to watch the game. And at, at the Leagues Club after the game, my dad and um, one of his mates, they were in the Leagues Club. And um, I think I think Dad actually might have waited outside because I was too young to go in. But they, <laughs> I remember they, they bought me out a coaster with um, Craig Fitzgibb and signature on it. And I, I had it... Um, all, all through my childhood, I remember I used to have it uh, stuck up on my wall at home. And did you model your game on Fitzy at all, Angus? Oh, not at all. I, I don't really know. I can't remember how he played. <laughs> I, 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 just, I just watched all the players run around. I remember he was a big back row, goal kicking and whatnot. Yeah, and yeah mate, it's, a, it's an honour to be coached by guys yeah, that's like great. him now. Now, mate, you went to Scots College, which is a very famous private school in the eastern suburbs. And as an old Waverley College boy, mate, I remember it was frowned upon to play rugby league and go to a rugby school. So, I mean, we used to be given Sunday detentions if we were caught playing on a Sunday. What's changed? Because there's blokes like yourself and Billy Smith, who's another uh, Scots College graduate. I know there's a few Waverley boys in the in the junior ranks coming through. What What's changed? Um, I'm, not, I'm not too sure if it's a mentality or just... Um... I guess that no, no one really played the sport. I remember as a kid, I grew up um, playing rugby league in the country. Not not as my primary sport. I was always union first, but played rugby league for school. And then when I came down to Scott, it was all um, rugby union. But I remember I actually played a season down at Bondi United. Yes, when I was mate. In year seven. <laughs> That's um, my old club. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I went. Uh, one of the day boys' dads um, sort of poached me and brought me over. So I, I was playing rugby league on the Sunday and union on the Saturday. So can we claim you and say that you're our local junior as well? Yeah, 100%. Lee, <laughs> Rudds and, and Lockie Lamb. You heard it here um, first. Yeah, and then um, I, I remember, so it, it was when I was 17, I, I was playing um, playing Union and I hurt my neck. And it was it was then that I saw, I was always a Roosters fan, like you guys had mentioned earlier, and I actually got in contact with the Roosters just to sort of do the training. So yeah. I was... I'd, I'd never played rugby league at an elite level or whatever, and I was keen to just sort of um, get my fitness back over the summer. I heard that rugby league pre-seasons are always the toughest things ever and good for your defence and that kind of thing. So I got onto Peter O'Sullivan, sent him an email, sent him a little highlights video of myself over when I was 16, and he said, yeah, mate, come in and train with the summer squad. So ended up training with the summer squad for SG Ball that pre-season and played a couple of games in that team with um, Latrell, Joey Manu, Connor Watson, um, a few other blokes in that side. So, yeah, mate, it was a it was a pretty cool experience. And I think at the time the school, I guess, frowned on that a little bit because they're all big union uh, fanatics. But I think yeah. uh, after after I sort of did that, I, it's a lot more common now. I think um, for for kids to play league as well as union at private schools now. Now, Angus, back to your days at Scots. Um, it had another impact on you away from football. You met a couple of lads there at the college and out of that came your charity, which is the First Peoples Project. Can you tell us a little bit about that and how that became? Yeah, so I was obviously a boarder off at school, uh, um, being from the country and, and whatnot. And um, I remember when I first came to Sydney, it was all foreign to me. So I grew up catching the school bus to, to school an hour each way to living on the property and living at the school and... Um, being able to walk walk down to your class every morning it was pretty 
pretty easy, but it was also pretty hard at the same time because you got to adjust to the city over the country. And I remember when I was would have been 16 or so, there were these two boys that were dark as dark and right up. Uh, English was their second language. I didn't know where they were from, and it turned out they were from up in Arnhem Land, um, right at the top of the Northern Territory in Australia. And I'd I'd never. I guess being exposed to people like, like Indigenous Australians like that, and mm. I guess um, they they struggled a lot with sort of adjusting similar in similar ways that I did, but obviously on a much larger scale. So I guess um, living in the same boarding house, I sort of just became good mates with those guys and helped them out with simple things, um, taught them simple things that I guess people that grow up in the city learn from from young age, um, and sort of took them under my wing and helped them finish school. And they're both back up at home now. But I guess um, when they finished school, they invited me to come up to Arnhem Land where they're from and um, sort of show me where they grew up and, mm. and what their culture's like. And, of course, I, I'd never seen anything like it, so I jumped at the chance to do that. What a great experience. Um, yeah, it was unbelievable. I, I, I had no idea. And, and, I, and I still have no idea about so many different Indigenous communities within Australia. And I think um, that's what's driven me to create this charity. It's been in the works for over two years now we're launching um, on October 9 at the SCG everyone's welcome to come along if you'd like to um, and so what and so what we're actually going to do as a charity is educate people about these communities about these cultures and about Indigenous Australia culture and my aim is for after people are educated and after people understand um, the beauty and the intricacies of Indigenous Australian culture that they'll feel as connected to it as I do because I think at the end of the day Indigenous Australia is our DNA, it is Australian culture. So um, that's one side of it. And the other side of it is helping kids, when they Indigenous kids, when they finish school or whether they graduate in their communities or whether they go to boarding school or whatever, to do what they want to do next. So say so that's going to the workforce or going to do go to TAFE and do a trade or go to uni and study to do whatever they want to do. We can sort of be that support network for them. Well, congratulations on that. That's outstanding. And you're the founder and director and Wish you all the best for that. It, it's fantastic yeah, what you're doing. Hats for the off community. to you, mate. And you know, this is so. These are the stories that you know our fans don't get to hear, mm. and it's great that, to know that you know guys like yourself are doing work behind the scenes. And, and hopefully, you know, when your football career is over and you've got a long one ahead of you, you're going to have this great charity that you you've established, mate. And long may it last. So well done to you, mate. Yeah, for sure. Thanks, guys. Appreciate uh, it. Yeah, let's talk. A, let's talk a little bit of footy. Uh, obviously, short turnaround from last week. Uh, and there's a couple of changes. Obviously, Boyd's back, Cooper's back. But uh, how how are you guys looking? Yeah, mate, really good. We trained today. Um, obviously, really good. I'm not sure if I can tell you guys too much info about where we're playing <laughs> or whatnot. But, um, yeah, mate, the team's humming pretty well. Um, I think, obviously, I enjoyed my time out there on the left with um, Kiri and Troll and Toops and had a lot of fun. We scored a fair few tries and um, played some good footy. So, mate, hopefully that'll, that'll run deep into the finals. Yeah. Just on that, your form the past couple of weeks has been exceptional. And that, that second try you guys scored there on the weekend, uh, you know, that inside ball, little, the dummy, the show and go, it was uh, some champagne footy. But, uh, yeah, looking forward to this match, obviously uh, a bit of a square up, hopefully, from uh, from round one. What are you expecting from your old side? Oh, man, I'm, I'm just excited to play them, to be honest. Um, I've had this sort of game uh, circled on my calendar um, ever since we lost to them in round one. And... Um, yeah, man, I'm just I'm just pumped to play against them. I think, obviously, I, I've got a lot of respect for the, for the Rabbitohs. I've got a lot of respect for the club, and um, I guess they gave me a, a start to my rugby league journey. But, um, mate, I, I'm always up for a game against them, and I think 
them being my old club, them being obviously our arch rivals, being east and south. I think, um, yeah, there's no there's no more fitting last game to the end of the season. Now that you're at the Roosters, what does the rivalry mean? Because I know there's this hatred, we, and we love it, right? We love this hatred. But you've had a foot in both camp. How do you see it now from the Roosters' side from from when you're at South? Um, it's a bit different now that I that I've been at both. I remember um, when I was over there before. Um, I, I didn't really feel much of the rivalry because I was a Roosters fan yeah. growing up. So I sort of <laughs> you blocked it out. Um, but yeah, I think I feel it a bit more now that I'm over here, and I guess a lot of their fans hate me and, and whatnot, which is that's play on for them. I think that adds to all of the, I guess, rivalry and adds to the passion that's in the game. Is uh, is that's kind of emotion that they all bring. So yeah, mate. Obviously, it's a bit more um, meaningful for me having been there and and now over on this side of the. Of Anzac Parade, and yes. I'm loving my time over here, and loving these teammates that I'm playing alongside, and the coaching staff, and the area. And yeah, mate, it's it's the area that I grew up in, the area that a lot of my friends live in, and all my mates support the Roosters. So, mate, um, yeah, I'm I'm very passionate about this team that I'm now in, and about every game that we play. Well, you're on the right side now, mate. We bleed red, white, and blue in here. So <laughs> now. So in saying that, have you had any old messages from teammates this week from the old bunnies, or have they cut you off completely? Oh, uh, we haven't had any chat um, this week. I don't think um, with most of the guys, it's all what what you um, what you put out in the field that sort of stays out there. I think, um, well, in in my experience anyway. So, um, haven't had any messages from anyone this week. I've still got a fair few good mates in there. Um, Johnny Sutton being one of them. We caught up for dinner a month or so ago. So. Um, I think we might be running into each other a few times on Thursday. <laughs> well, that's a beauty about footy. You're lifelong friends, yeah. but what happens on the field stays on the field. Yeah, there's no compromise on the field. That's, that's right. Sure. <laughs> Angus, we'll let you go. Thank you so much for joining us on Roosters Radio. You, your form over the last six weeks has been unbelievable. Keep playing well, and we look forward to uh, watching you, You know, not only on Thursday night, but through the final series. Thanks for joining us, mate. No worries, guys. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Angus. Well, Bells, I've got to say, what an impressive young man. What an outstanding young man. That was awesome to chat with him. Um, playing some fantastic footy as well at the Great. moment. So, And as you said, got so much ahead of him in his future of football. So that was so lovely to have a chat. And look, Bells, it's just great to hear the good stories that the players are doing off the field. Yeah, it's fantastic. And what he does is amazing for the community. You're on Roosters Radio. We'll be back right after this. Welcome back to Roosters Radio. Bells, just jumped outside briefly uh, during the break there and uh, I just happened to stumble across three, uh, well, let's just call them undesirable characters in, in South Sydney jumpers. Turns out they are the hosts of Rabbits Radio. Uh, Steve Maven, Darren Brown and Grant Chappell. Now between them, they've played 169 first grade games for the Bunnies. Boys, welcome to Roosters Radio. Yeah, thanks for having us, guys. Hello, guys. Yeah, g'day, uh, Cooper and uh, Belinda, and uh, glad to be here. Now, boys, of that 169 games, chaps, how many do you lace the boots for? I haven't played a single game, mate. <laughs> uh, well, uh, Silky, how many uh, have you laced the boots up for? Plenty, mate. I, well, I think last count was about 430 as a ball boy. I think <laughs> I ball boyed a couple of those games at Henson Park when you two were playing. Now, yeah. and, and boys, boys, I've got about 90 under my belt. You've got to include my old man and my husband. Well, so yeah, you're, none you're, of these... Yours probably count more than what Cooper Guys, we know how important this game is to both clubs, but Mavo Brownie, you guys have played in them. You know how important it is. And this rivalry, there's nothing like it in the NRL. 
Can I start, maybe asking you, this game itself, have you got any memories and can you maybe share a story or two about Roosters v Bunnies games that you were part of? Yes, mate, I've got plenty of old Roosters stories. Now, one one that comes to mind is uh, David Smith. He was my opposite back in the day playing for the Roosters and I just used to hate him. I just wanted to <laughs> smash him every time he got the ball and I would just fire up and yeah, we, we used to, back in the day, we had pretty good side and we more often than not we'd beat the chookies but um yeah so david smith was my nemesis and uh i went out right out of my way to put in a bit of extra for him and then a few years later i had to mark up on chariots of fire martin chariots oh, of fire. one of the greats <laughs> but um he was a little bit more elusive than uh the david smith could you what, catch him could you catch him well only if i got a bit of a start <laughs> <laughs> and brownie what about you mate you've been in plenty of these uh these derbies yeah, similar, Silky. Um, there's always a lot of uh, arch rivals and uh, a lot of memories that, that come back to to the uh, to the fore. And um, it was always a, always a big grudge match uh, playing against the Roosters, especially when uh, they're you know it's a, a local derby. They're, they're only just down the road. And uh, from memory, when I was playing, uh, we always played at the SFS. Yeah. Uh, both both teams that was their their home ground and. Um, you always had plenty of family and uh, plenty of friends there that, that come out to support the game and it was just one of them games that you always uh, got up for and, uh, you know, you always wanted to win. It was always a bit of a grudge match. Who were some of those Roosters, former Roosters players you loved to smash, mate? I had a few run-ins with Craig Salvatore. Ah, uh, Salvo. Uh, Salvo yeah. yeah, he's a good bloke, Salvo. Champion. And, uh, always uh, shook hands off the field, but, yeah, had a few a few run-ins with... Uh, and helmet, helmet was always a yeah. tough little, tough little customer. And uh, but yeah, like like Mavo said, it was always uh, always in good spirit uh, and always shook hands after the game. Boys, you make lifelong friends, obviously in rugby league. But as you just said earlier, it, what happens on the field stays on the field. We spoke to Angus Crichton earlier in our interview, and he said exactly the same thing. What happens on the field stays out there. Where do you think this rivalry came from? The origin of it. What, what is it? Why do we hate each other? Yeah, oh, look, I don't know deep into the history of it, but I think it's got to do with the borders uh, back, you know. The ones the, you stole from us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like you stole our juniors. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, it goes back to the, the borders uh, around the eastern suburbs and I think we claimed a, a lot of the area uh, around Coogee and Clovelly and, and so forth. But, um, yeah, and like I said, two teams that are, are very close proximity to uh, to each other, similar to the, you know, the Dragons and the Sharks. Um there's always going to be that rivalry where you want to get one over each other. Boys, back to the playing days. Now, I mean, you were coached by George Piggins, of course, and I just want to know the approach to this game. So at training, how did you approach this game in particular? Mate, I don't remember there being anything extra special. It was just a given that you this was the big game and you were up for it. So, and yeah, there was no need to do anything special, no extra motivation because... Well, it was for me. <laughs> <laughs> And just getting back to the rivalry, like, it, like it, there is a hatred, but I also love the banter. I've got a lot of mates mm. like yourself, Silky, and quite a few others that we just love giving it to each other every week, and especially this week, um, it, it is a lot of fun. Well, it's bragging rights too, right? Yeah, well, that's right. And George is one of them coaches. Uh, you mentioned George before is a passionate coach, and um, I remember doing some ball work. Uh, it might have been against the Roosters uh, leading up to that game. And George used to run opposed against us with no shoes on. Yeah. And he'd run as hard as he could. And he said, I want you to tackle me as hard as, hard as you can. So that was just the type of coach George was. There wasn't much structure behind <laughs> his game plan, uh, but it was all about toughness. Now, Chaps, question for you. As someone who's been thrown out of football matches because you're such a passionate South fan, 
But these games, you get up for them. Uh, have you got a separate preparation that you, you go through uh, before these games or what? Oh, the Chapel family's definitely got a separate preparation for the Roosters games now. Um, I've been watching the, this Roosters rivalry since the, um, the early 80s. And I can only, there's only one game I missed because I went on a surfing boat trip in 2006. And I said to myself, I'll never, I'll never ever plan a boat trip around a Roosters yeah, right. South game ever again. <laughs> but um, honestly, um, we've had some pretty um, lean years, obviously through the 90s and some of those early 2000s. And if we got one up on the Roosters, it was like winning the grand final, yeah. you know. But in recent years, we've, we've, we've matched it a hell of a lot with them. And um, I'd like to touch on one of my favourite all-time South games in 2011, round 19, up against the arch enemies, the, the Roosters. It was Braithen Nass's 250th game from memory. Yeah. And South got off to a good another, start. But another South Junior. <laughs> another one is knocked off. But um, We'll talk right. about that we'll, later. We'll get that. <laughs> we'll get we'll get to your favourite um South Junior you stole off it late off us yeah. later. But um we'll roll on with that. And um got down to the final few minutes and the Roosters kicked ahead with a Mitchell Pierce try there. Yeah, I was that the a game. Bit of a ricochet mm. try, a bit of a lucky try, we'll say. But anyway, a minute forty five on the clock. The boys uh put one over, Nathan Merritt. Enter the kickoff, 45 seconds remaining. The boys have scored off the kickoff. What yeah. an incredible finish that was. It was, mate. How did, you, a... fi- how did you feel about that, Silky? I was supporter? gutted, mate. I, I was sitting with a couple of South fans wanted to punch on, but I think it was the following year when Mini scored under the post with about five seconds to go. So these things happen in these games, mate. It, it's one of the, the – which adds to the, the, the hatred between the two clubs. Yeah, chaps, you've got a few stats on the crowds. Can you just can you just enlighten us on that about the Roosters crowds? <laughs> like, oh, it's probably just a rumour, but there's a rumour going around that you guys start counting your crowds at 5,000. <laughs> yeah. So the first player in the walkthrough is the gate. First We're... person to walk through the gate, it's 5,001. Is that correct? Oh, hang on. We've only got one head to crack count. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Well, I'd also like to make mention um, you're only as good as your last meeting and we happened to win that one in you uh, did. the first you did. round. So, uh, yeah, let's. I think we're going to go two. But, but I'll tell you what, if you look at the last couple of years, I'm pretty sure each side wins one of the games. So, you know, look, let's talk about the game. Let's talk about some yep. of the matchups because there's that. some real mouth-watering matchups. Uh, and let's start off with two of the young guns, Cam Murray versus, uh, you know, a young Roosters junior in uh, Victor Radley. Real mouth-watering matchup. Looking forward to this one. I beg to differ that. I'll, uh, I'd call uh, Victor a South Junior. Please, turn it up, Brownie. <laughs> he played with turn the Clovelly Crocodiles, but yeah. under the South Junior's banner. So he's Come a on, mate. Junior. Come on. They're the we'll two best South him. Juniors on display in this game, in <laughs> my opinion. Murray and Victor Radley. Yeah. Now, Radley hits like a Mack truck, but uh, Care Murray's got all the skills. He, he can uh, play, the, play the ball out the back, play the ball flat. Um, he's got the quickest play of the ball in the game at the moment. He's best young forward. In my opinion. I think it's going to be a great matchup, Mova. Yeah, well, Cam Murray, he couldn't be doing much more than he's doing. He's, he's running the ball with, with purpose. He's scoring tries, hitting in defence. Like the kid's 90 kilos. You wouldn't know it. All the post-contact metres, so he's impressive for us. So, um, yeah, we're going to be looking to him for a, another big game this week. Now, boys, the halves. Cooper Cronk up against Reynolds, and then you've also got Kiri V. Walker. Yeah, what are your well, thoughts on that? That's going to be a cracking game. We'll, we'll go to the halves first, but um, I just want to touch on Cooper Cronk. Do you want to claim him as a junior as well? Well, as a matter of fact, I do because my old man coached Rick at Bondi United, mate, and uh, Rick was a, a proud Bondi guy. Uh, Gary grew up in, in Bronny, so the Cronks are uh, legitimate Eastern Suburbs people. So uh, Cronk took your lead as being a ball boy, did he? He's named after me, yeah. mate. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> he's named after me. Uh, no, a great matchup with them too. Um, probably arguably, you know, the, the form halfbacks of the competition. Um, you know, they've both got a great side around them and uh, it's going to be a good matchup on the night. I tell you what, Walker's hit form, hasn't he? 
He has. He has compared. I mean, he, it's probably the last few weeks he's played the, his best game since or, the origin period. And uh, we're looking forward to him, um, you know, continuing that form throughout the next few weeks. Should be a bit of spice between, uh, you know, Luke Keary and Cody Walker. There's a few words said after after round one. So it'd be interesting to see if uh, there's anything said after this match. But I think, you know, anyways, well, what do you I, think, Mavo? Well, I've made no secret of that. I love the passion in the game. Mm. I love when the boys get fired up because that's what I used to do, but that's what is part of this rivalry. Now, yes, he, he wears his heart on his sleeve, uh, Cody, but um, yeah, he's, he's, he's hit some good form. And also Adam Reynolds last week didn't miss a goal, kicking left foot field goals and just setting up our play brilliantly with some nice little kicks. So, yeah, it's a juicy matchup. this. His kicking game is just instrumental in all South wins. Uh, I know last week they completed 90% against the Warriors. They're going to have to do something similar to that. To- a- Adam Reynolds got one of the best kicking games in the comp. There's, there's you know, there's no, no two ways about that. Yeah. But Cronk uh, yeah, uh, isn't too bad either. <laughs> <laughs> hey, just, just on the juniors, uh, I think the South Sydney juniors have got seven juniors playing. How, how many have the Roosters got? Well, well, we'll talk about one now. Angus Crichton played with Bondi United as a 13-year-old. <laughs> yep, uh, sure did. Angus Crichton, of course. We've got Victor Radley, uh, Sammy Verrills. Come through through the ranks. Okay, you played with that Avalon Bulldogs. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I'd like a little bit of proof on Angus Crichton too. You got a photo? No, mate, but he declared it on Roosters Radio this week. Let's talk about Angus Crichton up against Johnny Sutton. Sutto's last home game, you know, a great servant to the club at the end of the game. I know you both spoke to him this week, boys, but uh, once again, another top-notch matchup. A real legend in the NRL, Johnny Sutton, one of the most loyal um, players of all time, of any of the any of the codes, he's a not only is he a South Junior, but he was born and bred in the area. And there's not too many people can say that. I think probably Luke Rickardson's another one that comes to mind, and maybe Victor Radley, Hazamel Mazari. He hasn't played 300 games, Radley has oh, he? Right. That I know of. <laughs> no, but uh, he might get there one day as another South Junior to, to, to <laughs> yeah, hit that might, mark. He might. Um, Sutton's silky ball skills. He, he's got that left foot kick if if you, if you need be. I'm hoping a lot of those South Sydney faithful fans get out there and support uh, Johnny this weekend, and he deserves it. Boys, let me ask you this. What does South need to do to beat the Roosters, or where can South beat the Roosters? Oh, look, basically the Roosters are the benchmark of the, of the competition at the moment. You know what I mean? We're coming into the, the business end of the season, and they're playing – they're a very Melbourne-like team now. They, they Everyone knows their role, and um, they don't give you much. So, you know, obviously I think – We've probably just got to go take it back two games to how we played the Broncos two weeks ago. Uh, we played with a lot of energy and a, a lot of passion, enthusiasm, and I think if we can bring that to the table on uh, on Thursday night, we'll go a long way towards us winning the game. Can I ask you a question? So we're we're probably going to meet again in the finals. Do you think they're going to hold any cards up their sleeve, or do you think it's going to be all on the table this Thursday night? Uh, for, I think you guys might. Um, you know, we've still got a, a little bit to play for. We want to try and finish in the top four. So uh, all, our, all our cards are going to be on the table, I'd say. No, nah, well, I think at this stage of the season, it's all guns blazing. Mm. Nothing's going to be held back. And there's, you, you couldn't ask the players to do that. Now, for us to win the game, we need to be at our very best. Now, last week against the Warriors, we made our third incompletion in the 72nd minute. So that's the sort of thing we've got to do. We've got to hold the ball, complete sets, not give away too many penalties. And what we have been doing is playing a bit of footy. Now, the key for us is Damien Cook, the Australian hooker who's in scintillating form. Now, he's got a hooker that um, you've mentioned. Sammy Verrills. I, yeah. go- I had to Google him. but uh, <laughs> <laughs> He's in form. He's in yeah, form. He's doing a great job filling for, for uh, Jakey Friend. Bit of a Damien Cook clone. Have you just tried to clone Damien Cook <laughs> yeah, there? Yeah, well, there's nothing wrong with out. that, mate. Nothing wrong with that. No, there's nothing and, wrong and, with and that. And can I ask you, 
you know, where do you see the dangers in, in the Roosters' side? Yeah, well, obviously Latrell Mitchell. I think yeah. the amazing stat he's had over the last seven weeks, he's outscored the op- opposition on his own. But um, So we're going to have to keep a close eye on him. Your halves, look, we have to defend well. And that's the key to any of these big games. If you can defend well, you can go a long way to win in these games. Yeah, um, look, one to seventeen years have got strike strike all over the park. So um, we can't really concentrate on, on any one player. Um, like Mavo said, you know, we've got, just got to go out there and, and perform well, and uh, hopefully we can come away with the chocolates. Well, I'm going to flip it, boys, because you've got some star talent in that side. So I'm going to say, Coop, what do we need to do to stop the bunnies? I, I believe our forwards need to really show up on Thursday night and hold Cookie back. Yeah, of course. Oh, look, he, he's the danger player. He gets you, you quick play the balls and you, you just run off the back of him. You, the Sam Burgesses and the Burgess brothers and whatnot get that roll on through the middle, through the quick service, you know, around the ruck. So uh, obviously he's the big danger for mine. And, you know, there's a bit of strike power out wide. And if Cody Walker turns up, Adam Reynolds has got a, that superior kicking game. It, it, look, it's just going to be a wet mouth-watering match. I, I'm so glad that Robbo's picked a top one to seventeen. I thought he might have rested a couple of players, but I think th- these rivalries are all about these kind of matches, and I'm glad Robbo's done that. Yeah, yeah, guys. Do you think this is the best side you've put on the park all season, barring uh, Jake Friend? Yes, yes, absolutely. Yep. Best seventeen that I've seen on paper for sure. I know you a miss people throughout the season at, at different times, and um, I think South want to beat you at their best, and I'm I'm, I'm glad that he's named yeah. a top side. Well, guys. Thanks for joining us on the show, and uh, it's good to see that we can have some friendly banter and discussion, and uh, we wish you the best of luck in the semifinals. But, uh, you know, I don't think uh, you'll phase us on Thursday night, but thanks for joining us on Roosters Radio. No, well, thanks, uh, Silky yeah, no and Bell. Thanks for the chai latte. It went down quite well, but um, you might get a shock on Thursday night. East to win. Let's play them a scene. The red, white, and blue, the east. Uh...